I'm Victoria Shepherd, and this is the Happy Henry's Woof You podcast, where we get to find out a little bit about the people around us who work with, play with, or know something about dogs. From the benign to the bizarre, I want to talk to anyone about anything dog-related and share stories or useful information that will not just inform, but also entertain and possibly inspire you. My guest today has an amazing backstory, and I'm interested to find out how her journey has progressed over the years. Haley Hilton specialises in canine clinical massage therapy. In a former life, she spent many years working as an analytical chemist, clinical evaluation specialist in the medical industry, while at the same time in the Royal Navy Reserve, performing active service in 2008 in Afghanistan. In 2015, she took a 180-degree turn and opened up Hilton Hotel for Dogs with her Rottweiler Lola, a home-boarding alternative to kennels. To help keep her geeky brain active, as if she hadn't got enough to do with the home-boarding, Haley studied clinical canine massage for two years. In 2019, after graduating from the Canine Massage Therapy Centre, Haley decided to practice it full-time. Lola, who'd been her companion and best friend for eight years, suddenly passed away in 2021 of a spleen tumour. In honour of Lola, and to help relieve pain and discomfort in as many dogs as she can, Haley started Hands on Heart and continues to spread the word on the benefits of canine massage. Hello, Haley. Hi. <laughs> I love listening about my backstory. You make it sound far more interesting. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was. So, and my backstory is there's two dogs barking in the background. So, apologies mm-hmm. about that. All right, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll apologise in advance for the six that I'm looking after. They uh, aren't mine. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen. First of all, I'm curious. I mean, you really did do a 180 degree turn from what you were doing pre to, prior to 2050. So what can you tell me a little bit about what happened? What made you sort of start going down this other route? Um, there were a lot of things at the time. Um, but mainly, the I, I, I strongly suspect I had a nervous breakdown because I was crying in the middle of an audit when things were, when I realised that help was there that I hadn't been receiving. Um, and it was just, you know, too much stress, too much pressure, but not enough of the right kind of support. They thought they were helping me. Um, and then actually I got made redundant in 2015. Um, and then... But then I carried on with the Navy Reserves at the same time as well. But then that started to get on top of me. But then I realised that with my dog Lola, I loved taking her out. I loved taking her mates out. I didn't mind the weather. I quite like the rain. I'm weird like that. Um, and it, it was just just one of those. So that's why we opened the Hilton Hotel for Dogs. Um, but then, as you said, um, I got I got bored and I missed my science. So started working with the, the clinical canine massage therapy center. Oh, it was, I mean, that's the funny thing. I thought it found me this course. Now I know it's the Facebook algorithm. 
No, it's a breadcrumb. I swear by the breadcrumbs. It was literally, it was something that was put down for you and you could have either picked it up and run with it or you could have just ignored it and you chose to pick it up. So I I did. I did. And and the the other thing to that as well was just after I started studying it as well, my dog Lola ended up um, having a cruciate injury um so i and that was when i realized that i i as a dog owner felt helpless to be able to help her um and then realized i was on that right path to be able to help her um and she she became my muse lola as well um my my teacher apparently never liked rottweilers but um loved lola every time i brought her as my as, as my um practice partner um, so what is then, as far as canine therapy goes like what canine massage what what is it and what are some of the benefits of it um i mean the I, I get confused between the benefits and the functionality of, of whatever, you know, when you, you just think I, it, it's, it's one of those that um, basically it helps to relax the dog. It helps to, um, especially when you, when you built up that trust, that's why we always say three sessions to begin with. Um, so we build up. Oh, the really? Trust. Okay. I, yeah. I mean, I always talk to the dogs with my eyes anyway. And when I'm, when I'm actually checking all the different bits from head to toe, I'm, I've got, I, I maintain eye contact, uh, contact even <laughs> with the dogs. Um, and, and it's almost like we communicate without words. So Hayley, can you tell me first of all, what basically is canine massage? How does it differ from human massage? And what are the benefits? Actually, I'm finding quite a lot of similarities more than more than differences. Because if you think of it, um, of any of the massages that any any of your listeners have ever gone for, human wise, um, it reduces pain and discomfort. Um, it gets your blood pumping around your body, but also helps the lymph get rid of any of the toxins that especially out of your muscles as well um and obviously the lymph system helps the immune system as well so it's it um it has a benefit to the nerves because obviously it sends the blood supply and the nutrients to the nerves to the muscles to the to the bones to you know to everything but we also work with the fascia as well which is a layer of connective tissue between the skin and the muscle Mm -hmm um that sends signals across the dog um there's a lot of research coming out as well that now they think that it it actually calms a dog to dog interaction down as well um oh like t-touch have you heard of t-touch yeah t-touch yeah so that okay yeah that's more kind of the the calming i think they work on the fascia as well yes um i'm not trained in t-touch even though i've i've seen a couple of demonstrations of it um, but we more work with the holistic so we work with the entire dog so if they've got an issue in their front leg their front limb if they're um if they're limping on that every so often then they might end up limping on the opposite leg or on one of the back legs but it might be a neck issue you know that's underlying that and because of obviously the neck muscles the shoulder muscles the arm muscles and everything yeah the, they're all connected into, yeah which is why we work with the fascia as well as as the muscles themselves and and you know the dog in, in general um but yeah the, it is fascinating the way you get in i mean I, I know i could probably talk 
lots there's lot there's lots more that I've forgotten that that will come to me in the middle of a client interview where, where I'm just like, oh yeah, and the, and this bit here and that bit there overcompensates for these bits and <laughs> <laughs> and then you go you're off you found a little bit of information that you, you you've got and you you want to share it and you get passionate about it and then you go, go yes oh yeah but, it, but it, it's it's that whole you know getting the owners to understand as well these little extra pain related behaviors that we look out for as well so this is the reason why i really love the interaction with the dog as well so it's like once they've got that trust, I mean, I'm, I, I completely hold my hands up. I'm not averse to bribing with treats. Um, either. Me neither. So like, so. I've I got a client, um, a client in crew, actually, and he's he's just adorable. And we've got this interaction now where he's like, hang on, that's a hurty bit. Give me a treat. Oh, you're not touching it. <laughs> so, but I, I, I see this with the eyes and the eyes kind of look back. So, uh, do you want treats for that bit? Sorry. Here, here you go. Right now, can I see to your quadriceps? Right. Thank you very much. And he's like, "Yeah, all right. I'll let you." <laughs> now, with you mentioning that, um, because we, when I work with dogs, um, you and I have talked about the way I work on a consent based on more of a consent based approach, and and um. um look at it from three angles so it's more holistic and that it's not just the consent-based grooming but the making the dog helping the dog with games-based training to become more comfortable being still and handled so we have to grow their optimism and confidence in order for them to be comfortable with us touching them um and then you've got the owner education component as well so it's mm -hmm. a three-prong approach but how do you um trust was the main thing the, and i think is for and from my point of view when we're looking for consent if that dog does not trust you and has not got comfortable with you touching them it's going to be virtually impossible to to do anything um okay. so from your point of view how you, so you mentioned three sessions yeah so yeah. and obviously bribes because hey that that works right um Dog biscuits but, just but, rule the world i think a gravy bones especially but i know <laughs> but how did so if i have a struggle that my dogs if they're not my most important thing with grooming is that the dogs that the biggest skill we can teach that dog is to be confident in stillness while being touched yeah so how and if they walk away then then that we know i know that i've not got to that point with them yet but from yeah, your point of view a dog comes to you and there is pain mm -hmm. um which obviously pays into that bucket as well so yeah. you've you're you're, you're they they're sort of filling up with tension how do you start that conversation with a dog that comes in pain and they may be also a bit pessimistic mm. you can't do you how do you approach it and so that you get to a point where you can put your hands on that dog mm -hmm. 
There's lots of different ways. I mean, one of the things is the owner's consent as well. You know, if the quite a lot of my sessions, because I do them as on a mobile basis, I'm in the dog's front room. So the dog's already a little bit in their own mm-hmm. area, so got a little bit more confidence. And if the owner's there, occasionally they're kind of looking and go, are you letting this weirdo human come and stroke me backwards? What? Why? Hang on. You know, so because obviously massage goes in the opposite direction than the fur. Just now, in case I, I, I did not know that. I thought it went both ways, you know. You, you can, yeah. But if you, it's more to work with the venous return and the blood vessels as well. So if you do the it what to return? Venous return, uh, the veins, the veins back to the heart. Okay. Okay. Apologies. No, don't apologize. I love this because I forget that some of these these things I do. I love, and I'm I just like to play devil's advocate. And if I don't get it, I'm guessing that someone else who's listening perhaps doesn't get it. So I'm just going to be that. No, by all means, <laughs> and that's how I actually learned a lot of these things myself as well. Anyway, I think we ended up discussing a couple of stories earlier on before we came on live, didn't we? And the amount of things that that I tell myself as well. Um, so on that note, where were we? What was I saying? <laughs> we were talking. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. yes. And the other thing, yeah, how do you calm the dog down or gain that trust? Yes. I remember where we were. How, how do um, you calm a dog down and get the trust? And that's, and that's the amusing thing is that actually I need to calm myself down as well. I have I have a really weird ability. Sorry, I'm... I'm Give me two seconds. I'm going to go and get Izzy. She's, oh. uh, she's very happy. Here we go. Go. Go, oh. Sorry. I am looking after a little dog at the moment who, who can't get on and off the sofa because of her back legs. So she needed, she wanted to get off the oh. sofa. So I had to go help her. Um, <laughs> she's actually one of my clients as well. So that's. But no, I I have a real realisation as well, the more I get to know the dog or the more I get to pick up on that energy as well, because I've done energy work as well Mm -hmm. um, in the past. And it's it's almost like me asking, is this my anxiety or is this theirs? Quite a lot of it, it's a combination. But I, I kind of breathe in their anxiety and then blow it out especially if they're like towards the window and it's it sounds very woo woo but it does seem to work if i do that three times the dog's like oh all right i'm a bit i'm a bit happier now all right no i think i think you you're on definitely onto something because if if your head isn't in the right headspace how can you help if you're uptight like a bit exactly. anxious yeah it's mm-hmm. going to flow down your hands just like it flows down the lead when you're walking your dog. The dog's picking up on your energy. So yes. how can you do your touchy-feely stuff if mm-hmm. if you're not in the right space? So do you meditate? Yeah. Out of curiosity. Um, yes. Um, and I do shamanic journeying as well, which is kind of one step beyond <laughs> as well. Um but that's more to get kind of tune into my own answers and get answers from my guides around me as well. So as you say, I really do. You do try. You do pick up. up yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I mean, that's it. I think we were talking earlier on about um, when when we were off here. We were talking about animal communicators, and I've actually had a couple of messages that have come through from dogs 
when I've just said, you're oh like, how gosh. have you, and, you know, like, how on earth did you do that injury? And I got a picture. There was one specifically, um, it was a, a spaniel and, and I got a picture of him getting his claw cut in, um, cut, caught in the rug as he was doing zoomies. And I just got that picture and I said to the owner, I said, has he been doing zoomies and got his car clot in the rug? And that's why he was limping on that one hand, on that one paw. And it, yeah, it, it, there's a couple of things like that. A rescue dog that I swore had been kicked. That was the first one. And I was like, oh my God, you were kicked there. That's the reason why this area on your ribs really hurts because you're holding That is to. so interesting. Well, you should... a lot of pain as well, emotional pain. You should listen to that podcast when it comes out with Ali Katz. And that is her name, actually. Um, amazing. And, and it's amazing some of the things that she talks about. So yeah. I yeah, think... It's, it's once you're open to it, and I believe that we can all become open to it. But obviously, modern living today doesn't let you do this. Modern living sends you to the vets if your dog's got pain. But modern living only lets you spot the pain in your dog if your dog is limping if, if, if they yelp out or they do anything specific whereas if this is a chronic pain then it's an ongoing pain and they don't they tell you in other ways like when they hesitate getting on the sofa or off the sofa or hesitate getting into the back of a car jumping higher than their head which was a bit of a contingent issue with with me, me and my um me and my cousin as well it's like oh yeah no she's just lazy it's like a she's old b you're trying to get her to to dive into a car that's higher than her head and i was like you know and you're just your whole body tenses you can't come out with the words and you just want to slap them but <laughs> so yeah, instead and then I, don't you take a I was gonna say <laughs> But then you take a deep breath. Yes, exactly. And that works for like meditation and, and yeah. And that, yeah, I, I did do, there was, was a funny incident actually a uh, couple of years ago, it was when Lola was still with us. Um, and yeah, I ended up doing a, a joint meditation with your dog. It was a Facebook live. And I did this, so I had Lola on the massage table. She was perfect, doing everything. And I was explaining it, explaining the breathing, but I was breathing at the same time, or doing the same breath and talking, and completely and utterly forgot to get enough oxygen into my brain. And I nearly passed out on Facebook live. <laughs> about half an hour into it i think he's still on my facebook on hands on heart if anybody wants to go and find that somewhere in 2020 oh, oh gosh so tell me what's this but what's the science behind? because you are a very geeky person and i love geeky people so what's the science behind it are there any clinical studies that have been done that that you could direct us to um and then i can include links in yeah, the, about yeah. what if for those people who want to know the science um mm -hmm. th where where can they go to find that out yeah, and i'm one of those people who like to know the science as well as you say i'm a bit of a geek but there was um the canine massage guild that i belong to um so that's uh they're mainly for as you say the graduates of the canine massage therapy center um we have um well there was a lot of, i think it was about three or four years ago, I think it was. But in 2021, they had um, the, the Guild all uh, managed to get it published, should I say. But the um, 
it, the name of it was clinical canine massage significantly reduces pain severity in dogs. And it's a study by the University of Winchester. Uh-huh. It published in Vet Record um, in 2021. So I think you can Google it because I think it's, it's free to... Um, to actually listen to as well anyway. I think but you've yeah, actually we, we got actually a link to it on your website. Is there? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm sure I, that's I, where I, I need to do a few more blogs on my website as well. But no, there's... Um, yeah, well, if anybody wants to go to my website as well. I'm sure that's how I found something about it and I just wanted to clarify it, but okay. Yeah, no, by all means. And it was done by a load of guild members. Um, they all got together to, so it was a case study analysis. Yeah. Uh, like, but include from multiple therapists um, and 550 dogs um, who all had, um, you know, three sessions each. And it was more the turning qualitative data so you know when we said earlier on do they struggle to get onto the sofa or yes. the back of the car are they struggling with this are they struggling with that and it was giving them that a numerical value to then do a load of statistical analyses on it okay so and and what they ended up finding at the end of this was that yes there was a significant um i think is it 93 percent or um the the results so yeah um i'm just trying to trying to figure out where the results are i'm sure i'm sure i've got it in front of me somewhere well yeah there's basically it was a huge a significant improvement um you know in the reduction of the pain related behaviors but in a reduction of the pain as well um i think it's something like 93 percent significant and how do you class or how do you measure because obviously the dogs can't talk to most people no. unless you have your skills mm-hmm. um how do you say that it has been a, this significant improvement what are we looking for just the way the dog moves the way the dog behaves is there is there are there some what are the benchmarks yeah i mean i think they scored them from what because i wasn't personally involved in the data gathering or none of my case studies went in um but there's there was a certain amount of criteria that you can actually find on the canine massage guild website okay well. i'll include um, that five principles of pain um and and yeah there's it was basically given a numerical value to each of the therapists yes it was subjective um but it was the same it it was because it was based on the same criteria and saying do they have did they have this problem before do did they have it after session one two and three Mm -hmm. you know so so they they ended up going in there and actually assigning a numerical value after each of these um and then added the reports in there as well so um and then it was a basically somebody who didn't have a vested interest in it so somebody who didn't have any bias who analyzed all that data um so yes the gold standard is a randomized control trial um and we will be doing one of those as the guilds um in future years but I think, obviously, it got all hampered with COVID, hence right. why I couldn't remember what the dates were. Um, and it was, but yeah, in, in future, that, that is our next step in trying to get some some evidence, more, as you said, for the scientific geeks, but also for the vets. Yes. Um, but for, for interest as well, because obviously we've each got all our canine massage guild people across the country. Um, so you can find your local therapist if you're not in, in my area. 
Now, are there, are, there, are there different, like with human massage, you get Swedish massage or shiatsu. Is there with canine massage similar different techniques like that or is it just they are based on the human ones from as far as i can gather um, and a lot of the books were um we consulted human massage books as well as canine massage books as well as the, the veterinary information um during our studies but it was and it, even horse analysis you know mm-hmm. when you're looking at gait analysis well, a lot of that actually came from from analysing horses and the, the hackneying that isn't actually a normal thing for for dogs. You know, so if they're lifting their their, their legs too high, they're, they're over overcompensating with something. You know, with one of their other muscles around here. How much does it cost? Um, I mean, that's a big question, especially now at the moment in the current times. Yeah. Yeah, what exactly, yeah. what sort of cost are we talking about? And at what point do we say our dog needs to go and see a massage therapist? You know, what do we what do we what do we need to observe or pay more attention on? Well, that's it. If you can download one of these five principles of pain from the guild's website as well, or contact me and I can send you one as well, or I can send you the link. Um, but it's looking at those and just getting to know your dog. That's what I paying attention. I, I like doing. Yeah, paying attention. But you know, like not just paying attention to your dog after you've seen to the kids or after you've seen to this or in amongst everything. It's just like, yeah, shut up, Fred. Uh, you know, it, it's like your dog's actually communicating with you in some way. That you know, there's a reason why they're barking. There's a reason why they might be whimpering. There might be a reason why they're still sitting on the floor instead of wanting to get up on top of you but then there's there's all these different things that you can be looking at um but I, it's like i i need to get out there and educate the vets as well and that's what a lot of us have been doing across the canine massage guild we've been we've been trying to get for the vets um to educate them because as you said they don't know but they're, they're getting everybody to spend their money on the diagnostics and then these people haven't got enough to spend. I personally charge 50 quid per session. That seems quite reasonable. Yeah. And it usually plus... So that's um, 50 pounds for a session, is 50 it? pounds for a session, and that can be between 60 and 90 minutes. Um, but that's it. The vet... I, I did have a vet say to me recently, well, they can't afford you. I was like, no, that's because they spent 70, 700 quid on diagnostic scans that aren't going to actually help them. And then the pain medications that you're just filling them with and just hoping for the best. Yeah, um, sorry, got on my bandwagon. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but it, it's it's one of those, I I, mean, I personally spend um, charge 50 quid or 145 for three plus travel expenses um but each and every one of our guild members across the country um have got their own rates as well and depending on where they are in the country obviously cost of living i think is more expensive down right. london yeah. however it's probably just as bad up here now um well yeah it, it's it that is roughly the amount that i think a lot of therapists are charging at the moment um and, as and you said, can that's... people claim do they need a vet referral to go to a massage therapist yes. Okay. Yes, but the referral I I have because quite a lot of my clients come to see me first and then say, you know, my vet said nothing about this, but I've just seen you and I'd like to try it. Um, so I need a vet consent form to be to do hands-on treatment. If it was a pamper session, which I'm, which yes, we weren't trained to do a pamper session, but to me, a pamper session is that first session 
in in the trust analysis you know the, the trust right. massage anyway so i can find lots of different things that are wrong in inverted commas just by that initial <laughs> yeah if, if there are any issues in there so any any muscles that are that are too tight or hypertonic which means that they're working too hard and just can't switch off but there's all these things that in a pamper session i still charge that but I don't need a vet consent form for that unless I find something that I, you know, that I would then treat. But it's then I can we can then go to the vets and get a vet consent form. Um, now, do you teach it, owners? So you mentioned the cost, but do you also teach owners how can owners do it at home or learn how to do some basic massage techniques that would help the dogs? Yeah. Um, keep them going maintain they, they them. can i can't personally i i'm not licensed to teach it right but quite a lot of my clients have watched me and been able to do a few things between sessions um but there are a lot of our guild therapists now have um are licensed to so they've you know they've got um i think it was six weeks worth of training um of of actually how to transfer our basic knowledge onto the owners because yes the owners can do i do hope to do something like this in the future um because the amount of people i get who are asking me um about it but i know you can look on our guild website and i know that they have you know they have some online sessions where you might find a therapist near you um near any of your clients who do it as well um but yeah so the vet consent form i i have my own form all it is is a, is a single page form um most of it's your information the other bits just to say that the vet can't find anything significantly wrong that would impede with massage right. um and then yeah that opens up the communication and then therefore that education to the vets as well yes um, i don't know if that answers that question no it does it does <laughs> the other thing of answers I, have... Around my head. <laughs> I have another question for you now um no. so i've read um in places that and i know that it's now started being used in this country it was used a lot in the us when i was there but cbd oil mm -hmm. and a lot of the benefits that they talk about with cbd um seem to be very similar to um what is being promoted as benefits of massage reduces anxiety okay. reduces pain mm -hmm. and i wondered just if you knew anything about it um and um why would someone choose to do the massage rather than put some drops in their dog's food every day or whatever if you were just going to get the massage for anxiety then yes you know you could just do the cbd oil i mean i i don't know a lot about it but i do know that it helps with the pain receptors you know, it, it attaches to those pain receptors and disrupts the pain receptors exactly as massage does. You know, so I think we were talking earlier on about that, um, about the difference between the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system. So it's all those CBD can be used in conjunction at the same time as, um, as massage. But whereas CBD oil would just relax the dog, whereas massage would help to put the muscles back together again if that makes sense. So it's more of a physical rather than a chemical change. But obviously, whereas I think Reiki works on physics, 
you know, so actually you've got all, and the energy work works on physics. So you've got all these different aspects that can all work together in amongst your vet and your diet and everything else with the, you know, your behaviorist and everything. So it all comes back that, to that holistic, let's yes, look at the whole picture. everybody working together because there's enough dogs to go around and it's the, we need to put the dog at the heart of it, quite frankly. And yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. I like that. I like that. So, you don't have a dog currently, do you? No, I don't. But I do do I, I do pet sitting on the side as well, especially in the current climate. And while I'm educating people about the canine massage as well, um, and the human massage, I've started massaging the dog owners as well. Um, do you have ongoing clients who started coming to you for something specific, and then they see the benefits of yeah. keeping on top of it? Yeah, so I have quite a lot of my clients are either fortnightly or monthly ones. Um, because they've got an aging dog, usually it's the aging dogs that carry on. Um, those ones that have got either um, arthritis or just the aging symptoms. I mean, a lot of the staffies, the Staffordshire Bull Terriers, actually really have a lot of fascia issues and muscle issues because obviously they're just a dense amount of muscle bless them um not not that they know um <laughs> but it, it's it, it's that's where massage can help because we don't work directly with the bones or anything like that it, but it, it's the massage especially can stop a limp i had one i had one client who got diagnosed with arthritis and then after a few sessions with me she then got told that she didn't have arthritis because it was actually a, a, a massage. It was actually her gracilis, so her groin. So she slipped on the laminate flooring, um, which is one of the biggest risks. So um, as canine arthritis management people say, more rugs, less drugs. You know, so if we can prevent it, if we can prevent the injury from happening in the first place, which I'm definitely an advocate to. You mentioned earlier that you do mobile um so what area do you work in for anybody who would be interested? How far do you, how far will you go? And you can take that however you would like. Mainly I'm based in, in and around Cheshire. So I'm personally based in Warrington, um, but I cover as far as Ellesmere Port, um, as, as high, I have had clients in Burnley, but it is probably a bit too far. And we do have a therapist up there in Preston as well anyway. Um, but doo -doo -doo -doo, down as far as Alsager, I have currently gone, but I know I've got an inquiry round about Stoke at the moment um, as well. And, and yeah, I think I've been as far as Leeds in the other direction. Hayley, if people want to find out more about canine massage or contact you, where should they go? I've, obviously, my website is handsonheart.dog. Um, email address as well, hayley.hilton at handsonheart.dog. Um, I like that. Is that a new domain thing? Yeah, it was something that I don't like it too much because oh, the amount of things, it goes to junk because everyone, because half of these electronic things are saying it doesn't exist, that one. Um, but yeah, it, it was something that I inquired about when I started the website and and it got on. Yeah, and we managed to find the domain. Um, there's lots of, lots of dot things. And there's quite a few that have got dot dog as well at 
you know, since I've had mine as well. Because I think I've had that one for about... Interesting. I have .co.uk and they always go into junk anyway, so I don't know how they do their <laughs> tests. Fair enough. Maybe but they yeah. just say, oh, but I am we on, see her but coming. But I'm on Facebook as me, Hayley Hilton. Um, I am on Facebook as um, Hands on Heart Clinical Canine Massage as well. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on WhatsApp. She is all over the place. I've had a lot of fun. I've got a lot of fun. I, I'm about to try and go and get some work done today. But I have one more question for you. Um, if you were a dog, what breed would you be and why? Well, I'd have to be a Rottweiler because of my Lola. Um, because she... I mean, I, I, I know a lot of them... I'll, every single breed, it depends on how you bring them up um how you train them how you love them how you communicate with them how you interact with them every single day um to become how chilled they are um but my lola was that chilled anyway and obviously they say that our our owners our, our dogs take after our owners anyway but I, I i do actually find that that a lot of have people called you chilled just curious on, on occasion <laughs> Lola was always like that. She she was always, you know, I'm here to have fun. Now I just want to go and chill in the in the shade, you know, or, or I'm just had enough of because she was a concierge of our Hilton Hotel for dogs. I don't think I mentioned that earlier, but she was she was prime party. Did she have a uniform? She had a little a, a little tag that said Hilton Hotel for dogs concierge. Yes. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I had them all. I had them made. So I had a load, load of guest ones done, but then she had the the special concierge one. So whenever we went, it had my phone number on there as well, just in case I even went. Did Hilton Hotels ever come after you? No, no, because I mean that was it. The LinkedIn have decided that that I need to get in touch with people who I used to work with in Hilton Hotels. But other than that, no, um, no, because I think they were Hilton Worldwide at the time so they weren't actually branded as hilton hotels uh. but it was only when i became obviously hilton is my last name anyway so that's when we we had it was it was my ex-husband who came up with the name i felt genius it was like you just oh yeah what about hilton hotel for dogs and we were like oh, having it, it right no business plan <laughs> and the rest is history exactly well listen it has been a pleasure talking to you today. Um, I'm not sure. I can't even remember what we covered. It, it, it's, it's a bit of a blur. Um, <laughs> but thank you for coming on to the Woof You thank podcast. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. And thank you to the listeners um, for joining Haley and me for this episode of the Woof You podcast. Woof You is hosted and produced by me, Victoria Shepherd. As usual, I will post links and information in the show notes if you'd like to find out more about Haley and and what. <laughs> if you'd like to find out more about what Haley and I are chatting about, we're chatting about today. Um, the Woof You podcast can be found on Happy's Hen Happy Henry's website, happy-henrys.co.uk, as well as through Apple Podcasts and Google Play, where you can stream and download episodes as many times as you like. Please do subscribe, review and rate and share until your fingers and paws fall off. The only way I'm going to improve what I do for you is to get your feedback. 
I want you to enjoy listening and your involvement is key to the success of this programme. If you have any questions or suggestions for future topics or people I can meet from anywhere, reach me through the website or our Facebook or Instagram pages at Happy Henry's Dogwash. I'll be back in a few weeks with something completely different. Until then, from Henry, Stanley and me and Hayley, thank you so much. And don't forget, in the warmer weather, think twice about walking your dog. No dog died from not taking a walk, but many have through heat exhaustion. Stay cool. Stay cool.